Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. This week I have a very special guest. Her name is Barb Kyle in Vancouver. Barb has over 30 years of human resources management and career consulting. As an HR manager, Barb has overseen the full cycle recruiting process for companies in business, government, and industry. She has written over 350 job descriptions and reviewed thousands of resumes and is almost surprised with the quality of some resumes from people applying for senior level positions and even C-level roles. This made Barb realize that many intelligent and talented people are challenged in presenting themselves strategically on paper and, of course, in person. The focus of this episode is on your sales career and how best to manage it. Welcome to the podcast, Barb. Hey, Ian. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, you and I have known each other for quite some time now, and uh, it's always great uh, when we, you and I get a chance to, to catch up. It's, it's been a little while since we last chatted. Um, and every but, meeting but, has been full of fun. Full of fun. If you can't have fun, what's the, what's the why do it, right? You've got to have fun. And uh, certainly, you know, get results are, are also important. This is a sales podcast, after all. But you can have fun while you're getting results, and that's. Uh, that's I think so. I, I've got four questions for you, Barb, and your your you know fabulous experience and and, and know how. I'm sure you'll be able to share with the listeners lots of pearls of wisdom. Uh, given today's world that we're in, with the pandemic coming out of it, you know, job uncertainty, job changes, uh, everything's kind of written in pencil right now. So I think. Some of these questions will be fun to get your answers on. Um, the first one I have for you is, you know, what is the best approach in starting a confidential job search? Not just any old one, but a confidential job search or exploring a new career opportunity while you're employed? Well, that that is a... Um that is a good question in the sense that I think the first thing that should happen is if somebody is truly thinking of leaving their position while working, um, first of all, keep that decision confidential um, for the time being. Um, I think it's really important just to keep that to yourself. And then I think the second thing is um, to ask yourself why. You know, why is it that you want to go? Um, do you want to leave because you really don't like the work? Do you want to leave because you don't like the manager? You know, what What are the reasons why? 
And also the other thing is sometimes people leave positions because they don't have the nerve to go to their manager and maybe um, talk things out. So, you know, if there's a possibility to do that, that would be um, a consideration. But if you feel like you want to leave, then I think that the um, uh, first thing is to create a search strategy um, to understand who you are right now and then to update your document and then to begin networking. And I think all of those things should be taken into consideration um, while you're still employed so that you can kind of do the work and understand where you're going before you leave your current position. Wow, really well said. I know people have, you know, through through the years have said, I just can't take working here anymore or my boss doesn't respect me. You know, I don't trust her, him, and, and they quit and then they begin their search. So yeah. you're saying don't do that. You're saying don't do that, right, Bart? Right, I am. I'm saying um, do your homework first. You know, that if it's possible, don't burn bridges. You know, don't, um, and then start documenting um, your strengths, your achievements, and your responsibility, and maybe even save some um, work uh, samples if it applies, um, and keep aside your positive employee performance reviews. You know, that goes a long way as well, and some of that material could actually be integrated into the resume or a cover letter. And then the other thing I would do is, as part of the preparation, is ask your friends to recommend you on LinkedIn, on your profile, and then to acknowledge people um, for their work and how they support you. And then um, last but certainly not least is to understand, especially now post-COVID, is to understand what your budget and finances are. You know, a lot of people... Um, even in sales, may have not had as many sales because everything was so locked down. And so I think, you know, understanding um, how long you can be unemployed for or, you know, whether or not, um, you know, you start your search while you're still working and then try to leap from your current position to the next. Right. Lots of things to consider. It's not a simple... Yeah. Flick the switch. It's get ready. You know, ready right. aim and fire, not ready fire. Right. Oh, yikes, now I don't have a job and no one's hiring me. Now what do I do? So be smart about this. That's uh, right. kind of the message is there. And, and, and candidates are very attractive when they're employed. And then I've always thought, I, and I've given my, my kids this advice, that don't quit your job. You're more attractive if you're working. That means you're in demand. Mm-hmm. If you're unemployed, right. then... You know, you and the other 10,000 people like you are equally attractive. So right. staying working is, is, is proving that you're smart. I, I, I think that's, there's wisdom there. So, so right. people have done this. That Let's just say they're still working. Uh, they're, they're getting their documents lined up. LinkedIn, that was a great tip, getting uh, endorsements on, on LinkedIn and giving others. I guess part of it is if you want to get something, you give it first and you create that, that type of environment. Um, so let's just say we do that. We're out there. We're looking for different jobs. However, we do that. Uh, you said networking. I want to talk more about that in a little while. Um, what if someone's sitting there, you know, their job search is not working and they're thinking, why? 
well, what should I be doing? What, what advice would you give those people, Barb? I would say get help. Um, you know, in today's labor market, and this has always been the case in my experience, is approximately 20% of all jobs are publicly advertised and 80% of all jobs are not advertised. And so um, what happens is that it's called the hidden labor market, you know, the hidden job market. And the idea is to understand how to kind of move within the hidden job market and, you know, maybe get some help uh, as well. And the other thing is, um, you know, whether or not you're looking for work, I think it's always really important to maintain a very, very strong professional network so that when you do start looking, um, you've got a network um, to rely on. And I think that uh, many organizations, and the reason why only 20% of jobs are advertised is because organizations prefer to hire people that are recommended to them by their other employees, right? And so, um, you know, a, a recommendation is part of the networking, right? And so I think it's very, very important to really look at uh, what you're doing, um, not wrong, but what you can really do to strengthen your search. And at the end of the day, when all is said and done, um, you know, asking for a referral from a strong network is really the piece that will save the day. Mm. So the first thing to do is to, you know, uh, make a list of um, your network, people in your network, and even categorize them uh, maybe by A, B, and C, because some people in your network um, may be people that you go to church with or, or, you know, that you volunteer with. All of them are important, but some uh, people in your network will definitely be the first ones you want to reach out to um, in terms of, you know, looking for work. Um, I think that's probably the most important thing. It's, it, it always has been, and I think it always will be, regardless of technology, it will always be your relationship with people, you know, and your strengths and um, ability to build those relationships uh, with people. I think that's what it really boils down to. I really like what you said, Barb. In terms of, you know, looking for a new job is a sales job in itself, and it can be. Yeah. And value, mm -hmm. any professional salesperson would tell would say, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about the strengths of the relationship. And mm -hmm. that's the same, what, what you're underscoring for our listeners today, that's the same in the job market. It's, it's all really based on the strength of the relationship, irregardless of technology. Technology is just a, a platform to communicate. Uh, mm -hmm. The people are the relationships. And I like what mm -hmm. you said, so you're, even if you're happy with your career, things are going well, you're succeeding, you're getting promoted, whatever all those good things are, it doesn't mean you should get lazy with your network. You should still stay busy and active with that network. You know, another way of saying it is dig your well before you're thirsty. It's keep, you know, practice what you want, you know, help people and you'll get help when you need help. So it's, it's uh, like it's insurance. Yes. 
you, you know, it's, 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 it's you want to die, you, right? No one buys. Your network, your network is really like your um, insurance. And the other thing, um, the analogy that you used, you know, years ago, um, about ten years ago, I used to um, run seminars for unemployed um, senior level executives. And the executives would pay a lot of money to attend these seminars. And, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, um, we use the analogy of a job search as, as sales. And, you know, your resume is your card. You know, when, when you send out your resume, it's like you're sending out your card. And when you go for your interview, it, you're closing the deal. Right. I'm sorry, excuse me, you know, you're going to close the deal. And so I think it's really important um, today, and again with COVID and the reliance on technology, is to build your network in any way that you can. You know, whether you build your network through coffee meetings or lunches or online. And one of the things I noticed that was interesting is that Several people that I know um, move their careers over to kind of a new position of being network facilitators online. You know, that whole thing exploded um, through COVID. You know, I, I, I know of a web designer who basically stopped um, designing websites and really became I'm sorry, became an online facilitator for networking meetings. And I think a lot of that sort of uh, just grew exponentially. But, you know, whether or not you network in person or online, I think it's really important to list every single person in your industry, um, your profession, your social life, um, you know, to to understand what your network is and what it looks like and, and how strong it is. And, and the, the last thing I want to, yeah, and, sorry. And the last thing I want to say is, you know, there's a, there's a great article in um, entrepreneur.com called 25 ways to ask for a referral without sounding desperate. You know, you don't want to treat, you don't want to treat your resume um, like sort of like a racehorse either, you know, something that you mount and and sort of crack the whip. Um, you want to you want to massage your network. Um, and if you have a good uh, network of trusting um, people, you know, that uh, that like you and believe in you, they will provide you with a reference or a referral without, you know, without thinking about it because they know you, they like you, and you have credibility um, for them. That's, that's fabulous. I mean, that's right there. Those, those are some of the key approaches to networking, um, <clears throat> referrals with them. Would you add to that, Barbara? Is there any other key approach that's important for people? There is. And the, the last approach is um, find um, find some select recruiters who really understand the industry that you're in because um, sales is kind of a global position where you can sell many different things to many different markets. And so, um, you know, if your network isn't that great or if you're in the, um, you know, if you're 
building your network, I would add some very seasoned, experienced um, recruiters who understand and specialize in your industry and who understand um, what the labor market is within your industry. And if that recruiter is good, I think that would be a person who would really not only just look at you as a commodity, but to look at you um, as a long-range partner, you know, uh, and, and work with you in a way that is helpful. That's wonderfully said. Having basically get representation. Part of your yeah. can be, as you say, a couple of, you know, savvy, experienced, really yeah. plugged in recruiters that, yeah. that have far more reach and contacts than, than, than you may yourself. So, yeah. um, again, more relationships, but be it at the, at the recruiting level, which is a uh, great advice right. uh, yeah. for the listener. Because recruiters are, uh, recruiters are paid, recruiters are paid similarly to realtors, you know, and, uh, to a recruiter, um, you are kind of, um, someone that is sort of like a commodity, I guess, in a way. But, you know, recruiters are not in the business of finding jobs for people. You know, uh, the, uh, a recruiter's client is the employer. And they are paid to source and find the best qualified person to fill a vacancy. So, you know, oftentimes we're, our feelings are hurt if we, you know, begin uh, talking with a recruiter and all of a sudden um, they don't call back. It's not because, um, you know, might not be because they don't care. It's because they're really looking at um, finding that best person for their client, which is the employer. Right. And that's, that's who pays them, right? That's where they get their fee from the, uh, yes, the employer. Exactly. The yeah. That makes exactly. Complete, complete sense. You know, there's been a lot said in the, in the marketplace around what's the, the right way to, to conduct an interview. Do you, do you call, do you email? And there's different ways to do interviews. Yeah, I've right. heard you say this many times, Barb. I, I'd love it if you could shed some light on this for the listeners. Why do so interviews work so well? You know, once again, um, years ago when I was um, uh, working with senior level executives doing these seminars, the thing that I really understood was information interviews are the scariest thing to do, and they can be very risky. Um, but on the other hand, they can also be incredibly rewarding. So uh, an information interview is simply a conversation that you have with somebody that is employed um, with a company that you want to work with. And oftentimes, if possible, it would be great to get a referral to an information interview, but oftentimes... Um, an information interview is um, requires a cold call. You know, it requires um, that individual picking up uh, the phone or writing an email and asking an individual to meet with them for, you know, 30 minutes to discuss um, what it would be like working in that company. And the funny thing is, 
most people do not um, do that. They don't want to do that. And yet, um, for those that do, it's incredibly rewarding and it's a very powerful way to add to your network. Because even if you have a meeting with an individual in a company and they cannot um, offer a job, they may refer you to another colleague in another organization that is um, similar and just as interesting. And there you are now getting referrals um, because of a couple of cold calls that um, you made. That's fabulous. That makes so much sense to... Uh and you're, and you're right. I, I think if someone called me, say I was back in my days at Apple and someone called me up and said, Ian, I, I want to pick your brain, buy you a coffee, find out what it's like to work at Apple. Yeah. And my, my, my schedule, I'd probably say, sure, come on down, we'll have a coffee and, and you, you build the breeze. Right? You build some reforms yes. individual. And that's the beginnings mm-hmm. of the relationship. So now you've got a resource on the inside that could help you or refer you. If there's no jobs there, as you pointed out, Barb, maybe they're aware of other ones. So you've added Correct. to your network recently. Correct. That, oh, that's fantastic. You know, fantastic. years ago, I, I worked, um, I did a contract. I did an HR contract um, for Hastings Race Course. Mm-hmm. And um, a young woman, like she just out of uh, college, uh, you know, in her, in her very, very early twenties, she knocked on my door. I don't know how she, how, how she got there. And I invited her to come in and sit down and she, um, she was there on an information interview. And, and, you know, had I had a position available, I, I would have hired her on the spot. She was amazing. And, you know, it takes a lot of, it takes, it takes some planning. It takes, you know, it takes some strategic planning um, because, first of all, you you really want to know what what do you want to do? You know, why do you want to work for that company? But once you kind of have that um, personal planning piece done, you know, then you can make a list of maybe five to ten companies that you would like to visit, and then you can check your network to see if you know of anybody that are mm-hmm. in those companies, and if not, then what I would uh, recommend is that you contact them anyway. And and my experience is uh, the more uh, somebody has a senior level position at a company, uh, the, the more generous they become with their time, you know, because mm-hmm. that company wants to make sure that they are hiring, um, you know, quality people that that, um, you know, are, are going to show initiative and uh, energy. And when you're um, creating a cold call, you are showing initiative and energy. Absolutely. Especially if you're looking for a sales position. So that exactly. is so, so, so well, well said. Uh, Barb Kyle has been my, my guest on this week's uh, uh, podcast, Confessions of a Sales Pro. Barb, I'd really love to thank you on behalf of our listeners for sharing your pearls of wisdom, your experience, some real nuggets on how to how to manage your career and, and move it forward and grow it. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that would love to know how to get a hold of you. Certainly, reach out, ask you some questions. Perhaps you could 
you could be that 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 uh, advisor they might be looking for. How can the listeners get a hold of you, Barb? Well, they could call me at 780-623-0602. I'd love to have a conversation with them. Or they can reach me um, at my website, which is kyleresumeservices.com. That's fantastic. Once again, Barb, Kyle from Vancouver. Thank you very much, Barb, for being on the show this week. Ian, thank you for having me. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins with Ian Selby.